Hey everyone, it's Marilyn Aloria. And before we start today's episode, I wanted to tell you about a free class I have for you. But before I do that, I'm going to let you know that today's episode is going to be more about subconscious thinking and setting goals, as well as how being an empath can kind of mess you up in that area. So we're going to combine those two together. I am doing a SAS experience where I'm teaching people how to go through the pillars of SAS, which is part of my Soul Finder Academy program. So we're doing a SAS experience. You can learn about it at Join sass.com joinsass.com and already it's kicking into gear and we're having an incredibly um, insightful time people I'm asking people questions and it's really getting them to think and through their revelation through what they're revealing to me I am recognizing a lot of what stops people from doing what they want to do, which we're going to talk about in this episode. The free class I have gives you a little bit of um, an insight into the SAS, which SAS is really, it, it's an incredible pillar system that my guides dropped into my system. And I've been teaching people how to use it and how to really change their life, the way they're thinking and how they're aligned with their soul and remembering who they are and lighting up their soul and getting into synchronicity, the language of the universe and really living the life they're meant to live. So the class is at marilynaloria.com forward slash discover. So you can go to M-A-R-I-L-Y-N-A-L-A-U-R-I-A. I'm sure my name is spelled on this podcast somewhere. marilynaloria.com forward slash discover, D-I-S-C-O-V-E-R, discover. And you can check out that free class. And it's also going to tell you about the SAS experience, but it's a good 20 minute class that I literally have gotten emails from people saying, oh my goodness, they joined the SAS experience. And then they got that, they got that class also. And they were like, the, this class alone is worth the price of admission. What I've learned in this class in this 20 minute thing is incredible. I can't wait for the rest of it. I do hope that you join us. I know that you will love the SAS experience. So again, you can read about it at joinsass.com or you can email us at info at who can it be now podcast.com. Okay. Without further ado, we are going to have an incredible time on this episode and I'm going to teach you through this because I want to make sure that you're getting the steps and the tools that you need in order to live the life that you're meant to live, the dreams in your heart are meant to be lived. And that is my mission. Okay. I'll see you inside the podcast. Hey everyone, it's Marilyn Laurie and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. And I am excited to share today's topic with you, which is about the journey we take and how our unconscious thinking gets in the way of our goals and how empathic ability can be playing into that unconscious uh, thought system that may be getting in the way of your goals and also sidetracking you. So many of you may not understand how empathic ability works in your life or what it is. And I'm going to explain a bit about that and also tell you some really great stories that happened to me. Uh, One in particular that happened last night and how I recognize how it can affect us. And if we're not conscious to our belief systems and how our empathic ability plays out in our lives, we could really be derailing ourselves and hitting the wall. So some of you have very clear goals that you want, but you may constantly be hitting the wall or something is tripping you up or you don't believe in yourself and you're not even aware of what that thing is and what it is that's tripping you up. So the reason why this is all coming about right now is because I'm doing the SAS experience, which I talked about in the intro and you could find out about it at joinsass.com, joinsass.com. And you can also um, check out the free class I have for you at marilynaloria.com forward slash discover. And I'm not going to spell that out. That's in the intro, just in case you skipped over that part, because I know how you people are. 
So we're doing the SAS experience and um, having people fill out questionnaires because I want to get to know them. I want to be able to one, see what's going on in the soul grouping so that I can, um, I already know the lessons I'm teaching the SAS pillars, which is phenomenal. It's for my soul finder Academy program. And I don't just say that I believe in it. I've seen the results. It's amazing. So um, I'm going to be teaching that, but I want to get to know people. I really like to get to know my students and to see where they're at and what they're struggling with. And also I'm going to be doing some laser coaching in that SAS experience where people are going to get into the hot seat and I'm going to be able to coach them because I have this incredible gift to see the bullshit, what is keeping people from anchoring into their soul. I also have this gift to see their soul. It was pretty incredible to me when I was reading how I could um, see people's vision, like the, where they're meant to go or their um, the, the bigger picture, the bigger vision, um, their gifts. Like it was really incredible that spirit would give this to me and I would be able to give it to people in a reading. And many times majority, 99.9% .9 of the times people were crying or like, oh my goodness, that's my, that's what I want. That's my truth. And, um, I, spirit was always gave me that ability to see it in people. And I think it really helped people to believe it more themselves when somebody they didn't know or didn't know anything about them was able to reveal a truth like that. Um, I didn't know people, my assistant would book them and I didn't know how they came. All I had was their first name and phone number, no last names, nothing. I didn't want to know a thing about them. So I'm reading some of these, um, applications and I'm recognizing like how people are tripping themselves up with their own goals. Like they're so afraid to even own their own goals, own the dreams in their heart. And they need to do that because when I read these things, um, some of them will be like, I don't know what my gifts are, or I'm really passionate about healing and, but I don't know if I can be a healer or, um, I, I know what I want to do, but I'm afraid to do it. I may fail. I may not succeed. And there's a couple of things I want to say about this. The first thing I want to say is no matter what your belief system is about it, you want to go towards that dream. You want to walk towards it because when you're walking towards it, Say you want to be a healer. Let's use that as an example, but you don't know what kind of healer you want to be. And you don't even know if you can be a healer because you have all this self-doubt and you see all these healers out there being successful and you're comparing yourself to them, whatever the story is that people tell themselves. But if you walk towards it with conviction and commitment, whatever you're meant to do is going to show up on that path. Something's going to pop up on your screen or somebody's going to say something or your screen, not your screen, or you're going to read something. Something's going to happen that's going to continue the light the way. doesn't mean it's going to be easy because it's not always easy. And if you, and if you just recognize the fact that it's just the journey and to be on the journey is easy enough because you're following your heart and it's harder to not be on that journey. And then you just recognize the fact that obstacles or things are going to happen in their character building moments, you'll be fine. Just keep going. But what I notice is people stop themselves before they even get started. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Like what is blocking you from moving forward and what is keeping you from knowing your own gifts? Trust me, if you feel you're gifted in an area, you probably have that gift. I always tell people when people ask me, what gifts do I have? And I can usually get clarity and like, oh, you're clairvoyant. That's what's opened up for you right now. Clear seeing. Um, definitely follow that. Or it always amazes me when I'm talking to people and uh, they're like, I don't see, I don't see. And I'm like, and then I question them about feeling, which is empathic ability and clairsentience and intuition. And they can feel, 
but they're so focused on the fact that they can't see. And I'm like, stop it. Spirit may just want you to feel right now. They may want you to own that gift and grow it and be big on that. What they'll do, like your guides will teach you a particular gift and make you really good at it before they move you on to another gift. So what trips you up is friggin' mindset, which we're going to talk about. So it's like, I want you during this podcast right now, I want you to go on this journey with me. Oh, we're going to go. It's going to be like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. I'll see where we end up at the end. Because I got to tell you, I don't really know where we're going to end up today. I'm tired. My guides woke me up at 1.55 a.m. last night. And whenever they do that, I know enough that they want me to learn something. So they usually direct me to some type of YouTube video to watch or a book to read. And they did. And I learned a bunch of stuff, but I'm freaking tired today. So let me sleep tonight. All right. So anyway, um, we're going to go on a journey together. I want us to all go on a journey together. And I'm kind of going to take you a little bit through subconscious thinking mainly, which is the first pillar of SAS. And it's to me the most important. Well, it's the first step. The whole pillar system is important. The pillar system is, if I haven't said this before, or you're just landing on this particular episode, um, SAS is my pillar system in Soul Finder Academy. The SAS experience gives you an incredible introduction to the pillar system, just in, you know, just so you could test it out, test drive it. Um, most people join Soul Finder Academy after they test drive it because they're like, holy mackerel, that happened in a week? What can happen in 16 weeks? So SAS, the first S is subconscious thinking. Second, the A is alignment, remembering who you are. The third S is soul ignition, lighting that light up inside of you. So many of you dimmed that light. And the last one is synchronicity. And synchronicity is happening all the friggin' time. You're just missing the messages or the universe doesn't know what the fuck you want. So it's just giving you all sorts of shit. And you're like, wait a second, because your mind is on something else, which you don't even want. And the universe is all right. You want that? All right. So um, you need to get really clear. So the SAS techniques take you through that. But what I find really fascinating is the first thing I'm going to ask you to do, at least for me for this year, I really, really want to ask you to commit to your dream, right? Just commit to your dream, to your heart and just trust it. End of story. When I was reading through the applications, um, they were credible and I don't have a bit people's permissions to share their personal story. So I'm not going to do that. But I was like, oh my goodness, it's so simple. Just commit to it. That's like the easiest thing. It's, it's so easy. When I committed to my dreams, the rest took care of itself. Then I was like, go to A, go to B, now learn C and then go to D and then go to E. Oh, that was fucked up. Now go to G. You know, it's like, I'm trying not to curse, but I'm going to curse today. I'm tired. So I'm going to curse today. Um, but so that's the thing. And it's like commitment to self, commitment to your dream is the first step, right? It really is the first step. So whatever you're interested in is important. I don't like put a priority list on it. It's all important. So I love tennis. I'm always talking about tennis. I'm extremely interested in tennis. Will I be a pro? Probably not. Right. I'm not, I never say no, because you just never know if that's going to, I'm going to be the 55 year old woman who all of a sudden becomes the pro, like, you know, like the guy who ran the four minute mile, but I'm not expecting to be a pro. I don't need to be a pro. I have a career, but I love tennis. So I play all the time to increase my skills. I have a coach and I work on it. And that tennis has taught me so much about my own personality, about my confidence level. One of my first coaches that I had was like my father. 
And um, I've shared this before, I'm pretty sure, but it was a very difficult relationship. And I learned so much from that relationship. And I also learned how to walk away with that relationship and I'm gl- walk away from it. I'm really glad I did. I'll never forget one day I was trying to talk with to him and trying to talk about the issues I was having with him. And he like blatantly ignored me. This like woman walked up who was his favorite student. And I was in the middle of telling him, you know, this is the only joy I have. This is the only fun I have. And he like turned away from me. And started talking to the other woman. If you don't think like you have a coach that that doesn't hurt, but I'm so conscious that in the moment I was like, I see it. I got it. Okay. Thanks. You're just like my father, you know, whatever it was at the moment. And I walked away and I didn't take responsibility for that. I wasn't like, I was hurt, but I wasn't like, oh, it's me. I suck. I was like, fucker, you don't get to treat me like that. Sorry. Sorry, dude. That was wrong. That was blatantly rude. And then I also had to take responsibility in it too, because I really pushed his buttons. You know, I was one of those students who really was so new, did not have the right to say on the court, I don't want to play with so-and-so, you know, I, I, I learned a lot from him. I even learned how, um, etiquette on the court. So it was such a great lesson and a difficult one at the same time. So tennis is something you can't even imagine how that would help me as a medium, but it does all of this helps you in your mediumship, your psychic ability, your intuition, because it takes care of your mind chatter. Your mind chatter is what keeps you from from your gifts. So I know what we haven't even touched on empathic ability yet and what it is, but I want you to, to start with like, what is it that you're interested in? What dream do you have and go towards it? Like I, I, I'm interested in singing. I'm not going to be a rock star. I don't want to be a rock star. I'd be too tired. I'd like to go to bed by nine, 10 o'clock but I can do karaoke. I can take singing lessons. Nothing is stopping me. The only thing that would stop me is me. The only thing that's going to stop you is you. So I want you to commit to discovering your truth. And I want you to just give up the idea that it's going to be easy and instead just say, it is, you know, it is easy because you're not going to deny yourself. You're not going to desire your truth. That's the easiness part of it. And where it's going to take you is your light. I mean, have you ever seen anybody walking around who doesn't have their light on? Have you ever noticed that? Oh my goodness. I'm always like so amazed. I'm like, holy mackerel, there's like no light on in there. They're walking around like zombies. They're so detached from their soul. I mean, it's sad actually. And it fascinates me too at the same time because I just watch them and I'm like, wow, they're just walking around like robots. And I see this with people sometimes who are in relationships where the spouse doesn't support their dream because it's not the right thing to do. And then the light gets turned out because it's easier to turn off the light than to leave the light on and struggle in a relationship or with your parents or struggle even with your kids. I see this all the time with people who come in to my membership program and they're starting to open up their gifts and their kids don't uh, support them. So they have to struggle with that. You know, but they're refusing my members and people in SFA too, Soulfinder Academy, they're refusing to turn out the light because somebody else doesn't approve of them. So I want to really press this. So before I move on, let's talk about empathic ability. What is empathic ability and how can it affect you? So empathic ability is, it shows up in many different ways. Okay. But it's mainly you pick up people's emotions. So many people are empathic, right? And they pick up people's emotions. They could be um, around a friend and they're feeling depressed. And then they're like, why am I depressed? 
And if they're not conscious to it, like what just went on, they're not recognizing that they may have picked up the depression from their friend. Or you could walk into a space where something happened, like there was just a fight that happened in the, in the house. And then you walked in and all of a sudden you're feeling angry because that energy is in the air and you're picking it up. Or you can be overly concerned with people. And I'm going to tell a story of what happened to me last night. And you're worried about them. And it's because they're like concerned where they're at. So you're feeling everything that they're feeling. And if you're not aware of where you begin and they end and how to separate the two, then you're one, you're probably, your emotions are running, overriding, running you around like ragged, like crazy. And two, you may be not clean, like be able to like push it away or recognize it or label it or identify it. So then it becomes, becomes part of your emotional life and then it just wreaks havoc. So I was, I'm empathic, very empathic, but I've learned how to um, recognize it, recognize that it's not mine and not be, let it attach to me. And I've been able to do that in the moment. And the good thing about that is a lot of empathic people, they don't know how to do that. So they shut down their heart because that's where they feel it most, right? So they, and you don't want to shut down your heart because that's where your dreams are living. So last night I was hiking with the dogs and I ran into this family and they were lost. And this is the second time this happened to me on this one particular hike. And they were trying to get to this road where their car was parked. And there were two ways to go. One, they could go through the forest, but it was getting dark. And I'm looking at the mother, the father, I think there was two boys there. Yeah. Two sons. And they're holding a little dog. The last hikers that were lost had a dog too. And they're asking me which way to go. And I'm like, you know what? You you better go through the streets because I was afraid for them. I'm like, I'm not going to send them through the forest. It's going to get dark. And I don't know if they're going to get lost and make a wrong turn, even though it's pretty direct. So they were like, okay. And they had, there's no cell service. And I was like, call an Uber. And they're like, there's no cell service. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Cause I would have gotten out of the park and called an Uber. Um, so I told them which way to go. And then I continued on my hike and I was like the whole hike. I was so worried about this family. I just couldn't get it out of my head. And I'm not sharing this to be a martyr or anything. I'm sharing this to show you what can happen. But I was very conscious of it. Now, if I wasn't conscious of my empathic ability, I'm sure they were worried. The poor mother was like, I'm sure she was exhausted and stuff like that. And, and I'm sure they were scared because I've gotten lost at times. And I've been like, oh, my goodness, where's that exit for that hike? You know, you have to be really careful when you're hiking. And these mountains all connect. And uh, at least I've heard they do. And I've, I've ran into other hikers and I've traveled them too. So anyway, it doesn't matter. So I kind of ran home with the dogs to get my car so I could go find them. And I found them and I like, cause it's COVID right now. Right. I had to throw someone, one of them in my backseat. I drove them all the way up to their car and then they got in their car and I took them back down to their family. The family's, you know, dark here. It's dark here. We're in the hills, mountains. Well, maybe it's not that bad, but it's dark. And they were like, I had them hover in a spot. I was like, don't move because cars could come around the bend and stuff like that. And we're driving down the road and the guy's behind me, he's following me and it's really dark. And I see them all like crouched under this tree and they, they got in the car. I just left. I was like, goodbye. But that's our empathic ability. We care so much about people too. We're so sensitive. That's why I don't watch the news. I can't do any of that. So you get to choose how you do your life. That's fine. But if I wasn't aware of that experience and I was feeling bad because I realized like I sent them on a longer route and then my whole story was happening. That's all consciousness. 
That's the first pillar of SAS. It's my subconscious thinking. Oh, why did I send them that way? Oh my goodness. I shouldn't have sent them that way. Oh my goodness. I got to go. My poor dogs. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. I still took them on the hike, but I was like, we got to get home. We got to get home. And if you're not aware of all that, it could wreak havoc in your mind. And you think that that's not like a domino effect for everything else, but it is. So I'm going to show you what happened to me in the domino effect. So I want you to think right now, the dream in your heart. And I want you to think about maybe something that happened that you're picking up somebody else's energy, somebody else's emotion, some sadness that you saw. And then also think about a belief system you might be holding that's not helping you in the, on this journey. Okay. So last week I shared with you and you don't have to listen to it. It's a great podcast, by the way, because I get, take you through a star technique, which is really cool. My guides are so teaching guides, but I'm going to share a brief moment of it. Um, so last week I was telling you how I wasn't even aware, like what the power outage does to me. Right. So on Monday, I told you that the power went out a week before and it kind of sends me into a tizzy. Well, Tuesday morning, after I recorded that podcast, I got a letter from the power company telling me they were going to shut off the power that following this Wednesday. So I record on Monday. So the next, that next day, they're like, we're going to shut the power off next week. And I read the letter and Tuesdays are extremely busy for me. And I just ignored it. I, I couldn't deal with it. I was like, oh, I got to figure this out. Next Wednesday, super busy. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are super busy in my business. I have meetings and interviews and everything. And I was like, all right, just, I can't think about it right now. Let me just go through my day. And I was emotional the whole day. I went to my mastermind with my coach and, um, I was emotional during that call. And I'm like, and then I was just emotional in my own team meeting. We have a two hour team meeting on Tuesday. So I have a 10 AM meeting, 11 to 1 AM, 1 PM meeting. And then I got on the phone with my therapist and I'm doing EMDR, which I've never done before. And it was the first session she took me through. And we're doing, we're going back to a time where my ex and I split up and he moved out and I decided we were done, you know? And, um, so we're going back to the time and all of a sudden I'm going back. I can't even remember it now. I mean, it, it kind of erased from me, like the work was so strong and so good. And because I get there really quick because of the work I do with my guides and because of the SAS technique, I get to things really fast. So through the EMDR, I was like, oh my goodness, power outage. I forgot about the letter. This is why I'm emotional. Oh my goodness, it's 9-11. I was in Manhattan during 9-11, which I shared in one of the earlier podcasts. And then all of a sudden I got to my voice and how when I use my voice, I sometimes feel like a loser because I'm very verbal, I'm very assertive, and it's not always accepted. Not always accepted on the tennis court because everybody around me on the tennis court is sometimes quiet and I'm the one who's really verbal. And like, if somebody's trying to get on the court and then there's like, cause we play on a lot of public courts. It happened yesterday again, and people are like not following rules or whatever's happening. And yesterday the court one was saying we were on like court four and they were like, court four was on first. And we were like, no, you were on first court one. We were all, you, you came on 10 minutes before us and we knew them. So like, I'm the verbal one. And then I feel like a loser because everybody looks at me because I'm speaking up. So all of a sudden I got to this truth and I was like, oh my goodness, for, for, like this whole line of energy. And I realized like the power outages affect my uh, experience because of 9-11. It was a very unsafe experience. It was really scary in Manhattan. Plus my mediumship ability was opening and I was seeing the pilots in the end of my bed with blood on them. 
You know, I was walking through the city and seeing all the posters of um, people that were missing that we know were dead now. I was feeling, I didn't realize how empathic I was. I was feeling the energy of the city. I was coming out of my skin. And so no wonder why power outages make me feel unplugged. Like I felt really unplugged during 9-11. I, I couldn't, we didn't, that was like before really cell phones. I don't, I think I, I had a cell phone, but it wasn't like everybody had them. And I couldn't, I remember like the day that I volunteered, um, I didn't know where any of my friends were. Everybody was just so trying to get through it. Like they were down at the World Trade Center and volunteering. And I was like all by myself. And I was like, what the fuck? What am I going to do? So, and then I got to that belief where when I use my voice, I'm a loser. Because when I used my voice in my family, that's what I was told. That's a big belief. That's a big belief for me to uncover. And it's not a belief like now that I look at it, I've known it a bit, but I really got to the rock solid of it. And now what I've noticed is, so I came out of that totally fine because I have so many tools and techniques. This therapist has said to me many times, you know, because this work can be deep, but I'm like, "Mm, I've got a whole, that's what I put in Soul Finder Academy. It's a whole tool bag of stuff. Like I have tools. So I was crying through that a lot. And I came out of that. I was fine. I had to do a Facebook live after it. I had to fix my makeup, but I was fine. And I've been fine ever since. And what I've noticed is happening is, I, um, I've been waking up or it's been during the day and my thoughts are very positive. And I usually am pretty positive because I'm not like, I'm very consciously aware of how I speak to myself. That's one of the first things I teach in Soul Finder Academy. It's one of the first things we teach in SAS experience is how to pay attention as a trick that my guides gave me that has been phenomenal phenomenal. And if you do that class thing that I showed you, I teach a trick at the end of that too. And that's at uh, marilynaloria.com forward slash discover. It's a free class. You have to put your email in, but it's a free class and you can watch it for uh, 20 minutes. And at the end of that, I explain everything. It's a really good uh, free class. And then at the end, I give you a technique. So anyway, with that, I've been noticing like, oh, all of a sudden the, the, it's just slipping in right away. Like I'm just talking to myself really in a beautiful way even more so. And the other thing that I, and I was like, is that happening because of the EMDR? But I'm also noticing it's happening because I have structure. I am super structured this year, super structured because I am determined to stay on the journey of my goals. So I want to talk to you about paying attention to what you're thinking, not letting it sidetrack you. Stop, stop believing in your dreams. So let's take it piece by piece by piece. Okay. Notice if you're empathic. One of the first things, here's a technique and a tool for you if you're empathic, is before, as soon as you wake up in the morning, pay attention to your feelings. It's a really good trick, okay? That's one of the tricks, but it's not the main thing. That that doesn't matter. Um, before you go into a crowd, before you go into, not that we're hanging out in crowds these days, right? But before you go into a virtual meeting, check in, write down your emotional feeling before you do it. Go through the meeting, after the meeting, write down how you feel. When I became aware of this, I was like, oh my goodness. Like it was incredible to me. I'd be like happy. And then I'd go into a meeting and then I'd leave it and be sad. Now, two things could happen. One, somebody said something to me that triggered something from my past, like that coach who turned away from me when I was sharing a very vulnerable thing. Like I, this is the only fun I have in my life right now. Or I was sitting next to somebody who was sad 
And if I couldn't identify the feeling, so this is, let me break this down more. So before you go into a situation, you're going to notice how you feel. And then when you leave the situation, notice how you feel. And then you have to be an investigator because if your emotion has shifted, you want to notice where that came from. Was it something that someone said? And if it was something they said, what are they triggering in you from the past? That's the subconscious thinking. Oh, there's a belief in there. So uh, like I said, the coach, you know, I'm not worthy of me sharing my vulnerable feelings. So there's that lack of worthiness that in my family, I stopped talking when I was 13 because what I had to say, I was just told I was stupid. So I just stopped talking to them. I would sit at the dinner table and just wouldn't say a word. So they'd probably tell you that's not true because I was also very verbal and assertive when I had to be. Or was I picking up somebody's emotional energy? Was somebody sharing something? Did I notice that Denise in the meeting was depressed or sad because we're so in tune to that and we're empathic? So that's going to be the first thing, right? And then you want to work with it from there. So if it's an emotional thing that you picked up from someone, um, there's a technique I learned from Karen Abrams. She's a theta healer. Um, you take your left palm, you pull it into your heart, you take your right palm and you face it out. I wish you could see me verbally. So I take my left palm and I pull my energy into my heart. I take my right palm and I'm pushing out. So it's faced outward. I'm pushing the energy out. That's not mine. So I, I say, I don't know if she gave me these words. She might have, I'm taking my energy and um, I can't remember what I say because I have a whole ritual that I say when I end readings, when I used to do readings. Um, I'm going to pause this second. You're not going to know I'm pausing it. Well, you will now. Yeah, I can't remember. It's like I'm taking my energy and I'm giving them, I give my guides blah, blah, blah's energy. And then I ask Archangel Michael to cut the cords between us. And then I usually put the person in some kind of colored light. Spirit will tell me what light to put them in. And I put my hands out and literally hand the ball of light to my guides, to spirit, to God, Mary, Jesus, and Joseph, whoever you work with. And I say, um, uh, please take care of them on their soul's path. If I'm reading them, I usually say, thank you for allowing me to serve, blah, 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 blah. Please take care of them on their soul's path. And then I'm done. I'm done. Now, I've been doing this for years. So I can pretty much detach from the energy. It takes time to build that muscle. I, I'm not going to lie to you. So if you're like, I'm still feeling sad, that's going to happen. So just know that that will happen. Okay. I want to share an empathic story. So I was doing a interview. I think it was, I'm not going to say the network actually. Um, it was one of those network meetings I was having and I walked into the office and we were getting ready for the executive and I was walking into the conference room. And I said to the producer, what the frick is going on down there? I'm like, there is something going on down there that is really not good. And when the producer came into the room, we started talking and I was like, what's going on down the hall? Cause there's something like, it is not good. And he was like, oh my goodness, we are laying people off right now. And then I think I said somebody's name. So you can be so sensitive to space, to physical space. And you want to recognize that too. Now you may not have all of this. The other thing you can do is pick up physical pain from people. When I'd be reading people, I would have a pain in my, I remember the first time it happened, I was reading at a bookstore and, um, I felt a pain in my left ankle. And I said to the girl, did you do, did you break or sprain your left ankle? And sometimes I mirror. So I usually have to know is what it was. Cause if I'm mirroring someone, they'll let me know. And, um, she was like, yeah, I did. And I, as soon as she acknowledged it, it went away. 
Now, physical pain also has an emotional experience or psychological experience to it. So a lot of times I will know in a reading, and you can pay attention to this too, if your heart is aching, physically aching, it could be that the person is has something going on with their heart, or it could be they're really sad. So you have to be able to understand the different um, feelings and how you're getting them, how you're receiving the information. I pretty much know um, by the pain if it was something physical or if it's a psychological thing, no matter what, to me, all physical pain has a psychological component to it. And in readings, I have to be very careful about talking about physical or health. I'm, I usually steer clear of that because there's too many liabilities with that. So, um, but most physical pain will have an emotional uh, attachment to it as well, a psychological attachment. So knowing this, this is like, so this is the thing that gets in the way of people's gifts. You ready for it? It's really simple your mind chatter. It's the biggest thing that gets in the way. So if you're not working on the subconscious thinking, which is what I'm teaching people like crazy, then you're not going to be able to get your gifts. So your mind chatter is what keeps you from seeing, hearing, feeling, sensing, and knowing all the clairs, right? So, um, spirit may be showing you a symbol repetitively and your mind chatter is like, ah, it's coincidence. It's not really happening. Or you may see light flashing by. I've been seeing a lot of light lately. And usually that means something uh, in other dimensions opening up for me, or I'm going into more multidimensional sensory living or talking or um, being. And so I know what the light means when it's shifting by me. It could mean something different for you. I teach people how to read the symbols based on their own soul, which is super important too. I'll give you a little bit of that right now because I want to just teach you some things, but let's finish this. You could be hearing things and you're negating it. Now there's two things that happen there. One is your, your mind chatters, your own mind chatters in the way. So you're not hearing spirit's voice or you're doubting it. So, um, some a thoughts coming through. Yeah, you can be an actress. I'm going to be an actress. And then there's this unconscious thought, which is my, maybe your mother's or somebody's thought saying, you can't do that. You're too old. You're too heavy. You're this, you're that, whatever the friggin' story is that you were told. Um, same thing with empathic ability. You could be feeling something that spirit wants you to feel. Many times I'll go into a location and I'm space clearing and I need to read the location. So I'm able to separate my emotions whenever I read, whenever I coach, I move myself out of the way and I'm a clear channel for whatever the information is that my guides want to get through me and my guides are speaking to their guides. So you can, these, so what I teach people, these are intentions. When I started working with my guides, I don't know how I knew this stuff. I, I must've, if we we're going to get into the past lives things, um, I've must've done this stuff many, many, many times before, because to me, it was part of my language. And when I moved myself out of the way, my language was there with my guides. It was just the multidimensional language was just there. The understanding was there. And I also think all the work that I did on myself in therapy, these are like, I take all my tools after like 25 years of being in therapy and group therapy and dream classes and even improv classes and everything that I've done to work through my own stuff. And then I packed it into this tool chest for people so that they don't have to go through all of that, but it's a muscle that you have to keep working. It's a muscle you have to, we just had somebody in membership, give us feedback, how, um, he was like, if people did these lessons every single day, their life would be exponentially better. And he's like, you know, Marilyn's always telling us just do the modules are only 
15 minutes long. In Soulfinder Academy, they're even shorter because we want you to listen to the video, two minute video, and then we want you to take that lesson into your day and live it. We want it in your muscles, in your body, but you it's repetition. That's what changes things. That's the new habit you're building. So with empathic ability, you want to be able to know how you feel. And then if you're going in and reading someone, you want to be able to move your feelings out of the way so that you're like a blank slate. That's a whole other conversation. It's about um, picking up the energy, channeling, and how you speak to your guides and they're speaking to their guides. And that to me is mediumship. But you should listen to the difference between a psychic and a medium to get my whole thing with that. So mind chatter is the biggest thing. You're negating it way before you do it. How do you get past that? One of the biggest tools I give people, trust for 30 days. Just trust. Whenever I'm teaching something and somebody's like, how can I get past this? I'm like, promise me you'll trust for 30 days. And if you actually say, I'm just going to trust everything for 30 days, whenever I hear a voice, um, whenever I feel something, whenever I see something, I'm just going to trust it. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that the message is from your guides, but by you having an intention of, of trusting, you're going to start learning. Oh, that feels like them. Oh, that thought that's coming through my head, it's coming in the center of my head. There's a whole other awareness that happens. So let me break that down a bit. I'm giving you a lot in this podcast. I, when I teach, like I have a a class called Everyday Guided Living that teaches people how to communicate with their guides. And the main thing I'm trying to teach them is their energy of their guides. Everybody's always looking for a formula. You're the formula, you're the symbol, symbolic language. You're the instrument. You are the instrument. I teach this to my students all the time, just because I hear a certain way does not mean you're going to hear that way. You've got to feel how you're hearing and you've got to understand it. How are you feeling how you're hearing? How are you seeing? Where is it showing up? Is it vivid? Is it crisp? That's where the unconscious thinking comes in. When you become conscious to your thoughts, it's almost like you become an observer of this multi-dimensional language. And then you start understanding, oh, you know what? That blue light that I keep seeing it's appearing in my right side all the time. That must be my guides. I don't see it on the left side. I see it on the right side. So you have to become an investigator. You have to become very consciously aware of your thoughts and your feelings. You have to promise to trust for 30 days. You have to move yourself out of the way. I'm giving you a lot. If you just do one of these, I'll be happy. And then you're going to understand the communication. Now, here's the biggest thing. I know there's some things I probably didn't answer. So, um, but when I developed these skills, I became super confident in myself. It builds confidence so that I'm able to do something and expand and grow and notice my uncomfortable energy, notice the triggers that are coming up. And then in the same time, I'm also hearing spirit telling me, my guides say, um, this is just blah, 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 blah. Don't worry about it. Just move past this right now. It's okay. We'll heal this. We'll work on this. This is just from blah, 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 blah. Or this is taking you to so-and-so. So it's it becomes such an incredible way to live because for me, I always feel like I'm living multidimensional. That's what I always say. When I'm in a reading, I'm taking information from my guides even when I'm coaching and teaching, it's the same thing. I move myself out of the way. 
let's say I'm teaching, I'm teaching material. I'm working with my students. Say a student is asking me a question. I'm tuning into my guides. We're tuning into their guides. I'm giving an answer that will supply the collective, but also direct towards that student. And in the same token, sometimes they're holding up a mirror because they're teaching me something too in the same moment that I need to learn for myself, but they don't want to distract from me teaching because I will not allow that. I will not allow my emotional stuff to come into my teaching. And like, do you ever meet a teacher who you could tell they're triggered by something and they lash out at you? Like, I refuse to be that teacher. And that's not to say that it doesn't happen and it'll catch me and I'll be like, whoa, wait, pull back. You know, but for the most part, my intention is to know I am not allowed to project on my students. I'm not allowed to project in the reading. Move me out of the way. I'm a clear slate. And then this like whole thing is happening. And it's really cool. It's a really cool way to live. So let's talk about the intentions real quick because I touched on that. Setting an intention to just learn your gifts is enough, but you have to know that it's enough. You have to trust. I'm trusting it. I'm trusting that I'm going to learn my gifts. I'm trusting that I'm going to work with my empathic ability. Try not to maybe take all of it on at once because I just gave you a lot. And for some of you, this may be a little bit over your head. So if you take one thing away from this podcast, it's one thing. Who cares? It's enough. It's repetition anyway. You have to continue to work with it in order for it to change. Change does not happen overnight. You've got to work at it. I've had to work at my gifts. I had to continue to study them. I had to always be in that conversation. It just reminds me of that matrix, you know, when he says to Neo, if you take this pill, there's no turning back. And I just, I watched it recently, I think like six, seven months ago. I didn't watch the whole movie, but I saw that part. I remember seeing it years ago and I don't remember that hitting me. And I was like, oh my goodness, that was the moment that my mediumship ability opened up. And they said to me, are you going to go out with this? And I said, no. <laughs> and then they kept showing up and scaring the shit out of me. And I was like, I guess I'm going out with this because there was no turning back. And then once I accepted it and fully did it, wow. Wow. I can't even imagine anything else other than that. So I gave a lot to you today. I've kind of just jumbled it up. So I'm going to summarize it right now, real quick. Be aware of your empathic ability. Be aware of how you feel before you go into a meeting. When you come out of a meeting, be aware of your feelings. That's going to help your subconscious thinking. Notice if you were triggered. Notice what your belief system is. Set a goal for yourself. Let those dreams come to life and commit to yourself. Notice how your empathic ability and your unconscious thinking may be derailing you, keeping you from the goal. Remind yourself it's easy. Tell yourself you're going to trust for 30 days and just do it. Just do it. All right. So um, who can it be now? So the whole idea behind who can it be now, first of all, it's the Men at Work song. And I still want to get more into the stories. But when I heard the lyrics of that song, I was like, holy mackerel, that was my life. Like they just were like bombarding me, completely bombarding me. And it was really too much and so much and overwhelming. And um but now I feel like my teaching is changing how I share my, my experiences, my abilities, my gifts, my wisdom in this field is shifting a lot because it's really about empowering others. 
It's not about showing you how I can read and know things about you. It's about um, teaching you that you can do it for yourself. It's so important to me that you do that. And it's, I think the empowerment for this year of 2021 for me with everyone is your dreams are meant to be lived. They're meant to be lived. And when you live them, you're living aligned with your soul. And that's everything. You don't want to be that zombie walking around with the lights out. So for me, who can it be now? It's like, I have no idea. I just keep opening that door. And there's always something behind it. It's never like an empty space. And even if it was an empty space, I'd be like, oh, this is cool. Because there's always something there. There's always something there. And I'm always seeking and looking to learn and, and educate myself. Like the whole experience last night with the hikers or the synchronistic moment. There was so many more synchronistic moments with my therapist last week. I can't even remember them now. But when I was going down the path, I was like, oh my goodness. And then there was this, and then there was that, and then there was this, and there was that. And I could see how everything led up to that moment of that understanding. So I could move it out of the way. One of the things um, that became really clear to me when I had that, my voice using my voice, like I had to remove that last piece. A lot of my students will say to me or people that I've read, like, why are you, you know, why don't people know more about you? One of my clients, I noticed she wrote on my business page that she tags one of her friends and she was like, tagged my podcast and my name. And she said, she's, she's had readings with me for years. And she's like, she's the real deal. And I read that and I was like, and I love this girl, Teresa and, um, this woman. And I was like, I had to take that in. And for the longest time, I kind of went under the radar a bit. I was spot on and stuff. And I realized it being seen, being heard, being known, how comfortable was I with that? Because my family doesn't accept it. Right. Um, my old friends that I've had for years, some of them don't really understand this part of me, but it doesn't matter anymore because I have something empowering to teach. I have something to share. I have something to say, and I have to get it out there. I have to, and nothing's going to stop me now. Nothing. But if you don't think like that people go through this at different layers, it's not true. I just think we have the tools and techniques to go through really fast so that it doesn't stop us. I had a conversation today and I noticed I got off the phone. It was an important conversation and I was feeling that tinge in my stomach. I'm like, mm, my intuition is saying this may not work. And then I was like, hmm, but I have a little fear because this is going to expand me and grow me bigger than I am. And then I noticed that self-sabotaging behavior. This is all synchronicity, by the way, guys, because the conversation is leading to something bigger. It's getting me prepared for something bigger. So you want to pay attention to all these moments. And then I noticed, well, I have this habit of if I don't think it can work, there's a limiting belief there. This is something new. This is somebody who's willing. Yeah, we're going to figure this out together. It may not fully work, but I'd like to make it work. This would grow my business. This would grow me. Um, and then I get concerned about her. There's my empathic ability. Is she going to get what she needs out of this? And then there's, um, 
how well you're going to do and the person's depending on how well you're going to do. There's so much I'm not revealing in this conversation, but these are all the thoughts that came into my head. And part of me wanted to pull the plug and I'm like, I'm not pulling the plug. I'm going to work through this. I'm going to see this through because even if this partnership isn't the right partnership, I'm still going to see it through and expand and grow. And I'm going to learn so much. So be aware, be aware. I would love to know your biggest takeaways. So let me know that. Um, we do get a lot of emails, so we can't always respond to them, but we do read them. Um, so I do have like Laura who works with me. She's phenomenal. Been with me for years and, uh, um, we do see them, but we can't always answer all of them. She gets a lot, a lot of emails, but we would like the feedback. It's great. And, uh, I would love to know the insights. I'd love to know what you want to learn. So that'd be great. So remember, go to, um, info at who can it be now podcast.com and tell us your takeaways or your, what you'd like to learn, um, or feedback. And remember, 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 we can't respond to every email because we get a lot of them. Um, but remember also, uh, that free class is at marilynaloria.com forward slash discover. And if you want to join the SAS experience and work with me live, go to joinsass.com. I would love, love, love to have you. So go check that out. Thank you so much. So who can it be now? Let's open the door and see. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.